0: it or rotten or rusty, yes, I love trash. If you really want
1: to see something trashy, look at this. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Greetings and salutations, MMD. It is Jason right here. I should say I am Jason instead of it is Jason. It sounds like I'm declaring something like, you know, I see something horrible approaching about to jump the fence and I'm like, it is Jason! And we should all run out the front door. I am Jason, and I am here with you on another Garbage Cast Conversation. And I came up with this topic. I hope I hope it will be worth our time to discuss it. That is right. The topic today is productivity. <laughs> productivity. It seems like it goes hand-in-hand hand with resolutions. You know, most people start the year wanting to get their lives in better order so they can accomplish more. And I really thought we talked about this last year, and I guess we did not talk about it. Maybe I wasn't as productive or organized last year, even though I probably was. Uh, That is my—you would say it is my strong point. It is probably also my weakness. I am extremely organized. And I have to be because of my job, because there's so many projects going on, and it took me a while. It took me, you know, as my job morphed over the years, it would take me a while to adjust to my different responsibilities that I had at work, and to try to find a system uh, to keep track of all of it. Not to say that there's not stuff that will still slip through the cracks every once in a while, you know, when I was on vacation... I had over, I guess it was around 3,000 emails in two weeks. Now, the majority of those were resolved, taken care of. And I did check in every three days and just delete the ones that were resolved and keep the ones I knew would need action or had not been, you know, had action done upon them at that time. Then three days later, I would look and I would do the same thing again. So when I got back from vacation... You know, I probably had about a hundred different little items that I had to deal with, and most of them went by fairly quick, or I sorted them into my projects. Uh, So it, it takes time to figure out the system that works best for you. It certainly has taken me years, but I would say for the last three years, I have been in a stable organizational system, at least at work, how I handle my inbox and my email and then in the last two years, I have found how to handle everything else. And now this year, I've added one more component that I will discuss shortly. Uh, but how do you, if you work in a job where you are getting just email after email after email, now people who work in the IT sector, probably like John Meadows, uh, you know, probably get a, they get a lot of automated emails. I get a lot of automated emails. It could be a system problem. It could be a process has completed successfully, summary it could be someone has hit the wrong option. It could be all kinds of stuff. And I I use Microsoft Outlook because that's what has been deemed what we use at, at our company. And I have no choice in that. And it works quite well. I have figured out a lot of things, how to customize it to make it work for me. And a lot of those automated emails go automatically into folders that I check periodically during the day. And I can see them tick up and down. You know, You have 10 new emails in so-and-so folder. You have this. You have that. I keep it to about eight or nine folders where I sort all of my automated stuff into. So errors are in one place, you know, completions are in one place. So it's very easy to quickly look at a glance and see what you need to take action on and what you don't need to take action on. Uh, In my inbox, I keep it almost empty all the time. There's certain days of the week where I get it completely down to zero and I know people that have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, emails in their inbox. And when I see this, when I would travel and I would see people with just drowning in email, I would, I would shudder for them. I would feel a hot flash coming. <laughs> and there's really no way to teach somebody how to break that because if if they don't adapt to the system that you do uh, or they don't think like you think, they can't work in your system. I, you know, it, it's you have to have a certain personality I think to do things the way I do them so it's not like I can go to somebody and say just do what I do it'll work out perfect if you don't think the way I think then that system does not work for you and you're going to sit there and fight against it all the time it's going to make you less productive Uh, as I have like problems or like projects everything has its own folder in Outlook I keep them in an archive folder. I don't keep them on the server. So when I pull them off, they are directly in my archives, which I back up all the time because you never know what's going to happen with that. And uh, so, like if there's a project X, well, all of the emails have to do with project X from the initial email, uh, then the project gets assigned a number, and all the emails down to the completion and the finalization of the project till it is completed, it is paid for. The purchase order is paid for it is written off the books they all go in one folder together and then that whole folder moves to a completed projects folder and then at the end of the year it moves to my 20 whatever archives and that gets separated out of my main folders uh, you know and I can close and open that archive if I need to but typically I keep like the 2017 archive is still open because it's just the first week of uh, 2018 but by February I'll probably be able to close that archive off uh, so anything active, any projects, even if they were from 2016 that are still active, may, they stay in my active folders. They don't get archived just because of the year. You know, they stay in my, they stay in my active folders. And this is how you keep your inbox from turning into a disaster. Everything that comes in should immediately be sorted, or if it's a temporary problem that's going to take you a few minutes to fix. You leave those in there and you deal with them in your inbox. Then you delete them all when you're done. I don't keep, I don't keep full like a folder for like a problem that's going to take 15 minutes to solve. I don't keep that email. In 60 days, it will delete off automatically uh, because that's the way that Outlook is set up, and that's plenty of time to go back and refer to it if I need to. Now, if there's some special solution to a problem that I want to save, I put that in a archive that I keep called, uh, you know, like problems and solutions. And I have all these different folders in there for different systems and stuff. And if it's a really special, unique solution or a very special, unique problem, I put the email with the solution in that folder. So I can quickly look and say, okay, well, what happened with uh, whatever the hot dog machine today, though we don't do hot dog machines, but I have a non-disclosure, so I can't tell you exactly what I'm working on. (laughs) So, uh, you know, let's say it's hot dog machines, uh, you know, number five. Well, I go to hot dog machine number five's folder and see resolutions to all the problems for like the last six years or seven years, and I can typically pick out if I'm missing something or if I've forgotten something. Um. If there's a problem that's going to take more than just a day to fix, I create a folder. And it's in my active folder, a special active folder of problems. And it will stay in that folder until all the emails will pile in it. And then once that problem is fixed, I'll move it to my completed problems folder. And I'll archive off that at the end of the year. You know, Any problem that takes more than a day to fix is something that I do hold on to just so I can see the history of it because you never know when audit time comes somebody might ask you know an auditor might say hey how'd you fix so-and-so on february the 6th oh i got it right here let me say what about february 6 2012 well hold on okay now it's right here you know because my 2012 archive is still out there and so is my you know 2010 archive you know they're still accessible and they're still backed up in multiple places in case something happens and you'd be amazed people asked me for stuff last year From 2011 and 2012, they were doing some research, and I had all of it backed up. So, you know, you never know, but your main inbox should not be a place for stuff to sit. The only stuff that really sits in my inbox is if a new user needs to be set up. I don't put them in individual folders because I know what tasks are involved in fixing them. I'll flag them to do, and I'll leave them out there until I get that done, typically in two to three business days, and then I'll delete... That email and any emails associated with it. And in fact, I'll only keep the original email. If, if we go back and forth and ask questions, I'll delete those immediately because they're in my notes. So I'm not going to keep 18 emails on one problem in my inbox. You're going to get one email in my inbox on a problem, or you're going to go in a special folder because I can't, uh, my inbox has to stay clear. So there's eight minutes of me talking. Now, anybody who does not do that you know that's my work system i know it sounded insane uh you know it took three years for me to really hone it down i'm very fast and productive and i can handle multiple projects at the same time and that's the only way i can do it is by doing things the way i do them in that i also use my outlook tasks sometimes but that is typically for like you know i want to follow up next monday on something then i'll create a task I don't attach it to an email, I just separate it out, I know what it refers to because it goes in my folder system. In fact, it's a lot like the Getting Things Done system, Uh, if you're familiar with that and that book Getting Things Done, Using Folders and stuff like that. It's really a virtual version of that even though it's really adapted for my use over time. So I have two more tools, oh I have my Outlook calendar, everything work related goes in my Outlook calendar and that's automatic, you know, and that's where I follow my work stuff, okay? Now, in my family life, I use Google Calendar, and it is shared with my wife and kids. We all have access to it. We can all add and remove things. It is the Bible of this family. Everything going on has to be in that calendar at all times. If you have a day off, you go out there and you put it in. If you have an upcoming event with band, if you have an upcoming event with whatever, it's got to be in that calendar. There's no excuses like, well, uh, you know, I told you that next Tuesday I had to be somewhere at 5 o'clock. Was it in the calendar? No. Well, then I can't plan my whole life around you telling me something five days ago. And expect me to remember when we have the calendar. And I know that might sound harsh, but when you have two teenagers and you got so much going on at work and they have active lives and your wife has days off and stuff she has to do too, you got to have one-stop shopping. you got to have a system in place or you'll drive yourself crazy with forgotten stuff and last-minute freakouts and you have to make sure everybody adapts to the calendar and everybody is putting in their stuff or you can put in their stuff for them. I keep the whole band schedule in there because I have access to that calendar online. I, you know, So the, everything I can get my hands on, next year's school calendar is already in there, 2018, 2019, all their breaks, everything, because we need it for planning vacations. So anything I can get my hands on goes in that calendar as far ahead of time as possible. And you can move stuff around whenever. When, when I get an appointment, like at the dentist or the doctor's office or whatever, I make them give that to me on a business card, and then I come home and put it in. I don't put it in my app right in front of them. I don't fool with that. I come home, and I do it after the fact. And then the business card or whatever typically gets taped to the refrigerator or the door, so it's in another place. So if someone's not watching the calendar all the time, they still have a paper representation of what's happening. Okay? Okay. Okay. My other thing I use is Todoist, which I highly recommend. I'm a premium member. I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep that because I don't use all the features, but I had a half-off deal, and then I got another free four months. So I'm still a premium member. Um, But I use it for all of my to-dos. Now, let me tell you, I don't put a lot of work to-dos in there because I use the folder system. That's my to-do system for work rarely do I put a work-to-do in anything other than the Outlook-to-do if I have to do it. In fact, I don't think I ever put a work-to-do in my Todoist. Everything in Todoist is personal to-dos every day. Like today, recording this podcast, when we talked about it last week, I made a To Doist for today, a task that said record Garbage Cast, talk about productivity. And when I'm done, I'll check it off. I also get to clean the showers today. What a thrill. That's a recurring Monday task, and it is in there. Every Monday, I know I need to clean the showers. I have to look up something with my health benefits at work. I don't really call that a work task. That's my personal life, so that is in my Todoist, okay? If I have an idea of something I want to talk about on the podcast or write on the blog, I have a Create project in Todoist, and it goes in there so I don't forget it. I use Todoist every single day. It is how I track all of my dos. It syncs to my phone. It's on my computer's. Uh, Without it, I used to use paper. I used to use notebooks. It would just get overwhelming moving tasks week to week, day to day. When you didn't get things done with here, it's it's automated. You know, it's all systematic. Uh, It's perfect. So Todoist, all my to-dos. Google Calendar, the family. And if there's something work-related, like a trip or something, I'll put it on my work, on my Google Calendar. But if it's like conference calls, they all stay on my Outlook calendar. However, they're also on my Todoist. So if I had a conference call today at nine o'clock, it would be on my Todoist calendar because I do enter those in. And every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I have a task that says review calendar and Todoist. (laughs) So I look at my Outlook calendar, I look at my Todoist, I look at my Google calendar and make sure everything is covered off. And if I have conference calls that week that are not recurring, I type them manually in my to do list because I don't want my work crap integrating with my personal crap on an automated basis. I want to control it. Okay, so the new thing. I know this is a lot to take in, and I my apologies to everybody who's having to listen to this. Going, Jason is crazy. He's just insane. He's just cra- crazily retentive over what he needs to do in life, and he's just super organized. And he's 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 awful. I hate him. My apologies. I ordered the other day. Uh, Austin Kleon, who we both know from reading his books like Steal, Steal Your Work and all that stuff, uh, he posted, well, he shared a link to a New York uh, Times article about paper planners. They're kind of making a comeback and what's the best paper planner to get. And But then he kind of pooped on being that organized. It was very odd. Uh, he had a blog post that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth about, well, you shouldn't have to be so organized. You're going to suck the fun out of life. The only way I have fun in life is to be this organized in my work life. Now, he has an all-creative life, so maybe he can afford to do all of that. His kid is small, so he's not having to juggle a gigantic calendar. But it was really kind of odd and off-putting to me to say, well, you don't have to be organized. You don't have to do all of this stuff. When if I did not stay maintain this focus over my, especially my work life, and what's going on with the kids and everything else, I would be fretting all the time over what I'm missing. I would be, the calendar would own me, basically. I would always be running to stuff at the last minute. I wouldn't be accomplishing anything. Being organized gives me time for my creativity. Being this organized gives me time to sit down and read a book Being disorganized takes a lot of wasted time out of my life that I would lose if I wasn't disorganized. And there's no way I could do my job if I wasn't... I mean, I'd be freaking out all the time, always wondering what's going to happen next if I wasn't disorganized. And I would be so stressed it wouldn't even be funny. So... But he did post this. I went out there and I read this New York Times article. I didn't like any of the planners in there, but it really got me thinking, because back in the mid-90s, I always used a Franklin planner. I never really got a hang of it. I never used it well. It wasn't long before I went to a Palm Pilot, which I never used well. I tell you, I never had a good system until the last three years. In my email, doing the folders, like getting things done... And really, I've been using a hybrid of that for seven or eight years. But really, in the last three years, I really nailed it, okay? Uh, and then the Google Calendar for Family Life, that just started like two years ago when both kids were in high, you know. Well, the first kid went to high school. I was like, we've got to do something. And then it really came in handy this last year with all the band stuff. And then Todoist, I started two years ago because I used Google Calendar tasks, and they never worked either. The dos in there never worked either. But uh, this paper planner thing got me thinking again, back to the Franklin Planner days. Could I apply what I've learned and put it on paper, and would that help me in any way? And I I bought this thing off Amazon, and it's called the 2018 Essential Daily Planner. It's a paper planner. It has a week at a time in two pages, and it has columns for each day. And below the day, you have a place for all your to-dos. You have a little mini calendar that starts at 7 a.m. and ends at 10 p.m. And you can sketch out your day and you can look at it a week at a time. You can also look a month at a time, but I don't use that. I have Google Calendar for that. It's fascinating to me. I sat down this morning at 6 a.m. and I went through all of it and I wrote out everything in pencil. And I have my whole week now in front of me in one place as opposed to one day at a time in Todoist, one month at a time in Google Calendar where it's separated, and then my Outlook Calendar, which is also separate. Now I have everything on two pages of paper. And I don't know that I will use this as the Bible for, you know, how I organize my life, but I'm pretty sure I'll keep sketching it out like this so I can see this big picture. And I'm curious as to how it will help me do what I want to do and, and maybe help me squeeze out a little more time to do the things I want to do and to create the things I want to create. So that is the 2018 uh, Essential Daily Planner. I'll have to send some links in the, uh, <laughs> to you along with this recording. And if you want to post them with the show notes, you can. Uh, you know, if there are comments on this, I know people will have their own organizational systems and stuff. You can tweet me at up in this brain. I know it's a lot to take in. Like I said, it took years of of getting my life in order and figuring out how to do things. And, you know, in being this organized has helped, you know, with like my mother's illness and uh, I pay all of my father's bills. I, I organize stuff for him also and track his, uh, you know, all of his stuff. And I wouldn't be able to handle all of this if I wasn't organized to the point that I'm organized. And let me tell you, every once in a while, something still does slip through the cracks. You're never going to be 100% But if you're 99% or 98%, your life will be, you'll be greatly improved just in the lack of stress, the lack of surprises, and the ability to fulfill that free time with the things that really matter. And sometimes what really matters is just sitting out on the deck zoning out with a book. And maybe that's 20 minutes you wouldn't have if you were freaking out trying to fix something at the last minute or having to run across town and pick up your kid because you didn't realize you were going to have to do it. This is the key, at least for me. I hope it's been something worthwhile talking about. I know it's a lot in 19 minutes. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. And disclaimer, you know, I'm 44 going on 45. So it's taken a while <laughs> to come up with all of this beyond the just three years that I've really got this system down. You know, it's years of of, trying to, of, of learning from mistakes, really. And here we are, the culmination You know, boom. (laughs) Okay, uh, very good. 20 minutes. I'm shutting up now. I got to go do other things. I got to check more stuff off my to-do list. Talk, Talk to you again real soon.
2: Hey, what's up? It's MMD here with another Garbage Cast Conversations. This week's topic is productivity, and I thought about it a lot, actually. Um, This is one of those topics that caught me off guard. I wasn't really ready for productivity just yet, even though we're an entire year in, but... The way I, I've always felt about the Garbage Cast Conversations is this. Just because a topic hasn't been discussed doesn't mean that it's off the table. It's just something I haven't formulated a, a meaningful and thoughtful response to. Um, I try not to just go off the cuff and wing things. So I thought this being one of the, the first podcast episodes of the Garbage Cast Conversations back uh, in the new year. New year, resolutions, resolutions, productivity, I didn't do anything last week in terms of actually formulating a a resolution, and if you remember the crux of that conversation, uh, especially my half, the idea was that you should let um, resolutions happen. Don't just go January 1st, I'm going to do this, and if I don't do this every day starting January 1st, you know, I've, I've personally failed. Uh, this all-or-nothing concept is what makes resolutions so, resolutions so difficult to maintain. But I thought, um, in that same spirit, I would attack productivity. Now, productivity has been something... I've, I've quite frankly, lacked. I'm very bad at organization and uh, mind mapping and um, note-taking because of of the organizational constraints of fitting information onto a page. Um, I've also not been very good at... Structuring, I, I tend to procrastinate, right? Just like pretty much any any known human, unless you're one of those like super creative types. Um, I really struggle with doing what I need to do. Um, other than the the day to day tasks, and I let a lot of things fall by the wayside. So I thought, again, with that spirit of resolutions. And this task, I'm going to attack productivity in the same spirit and adopt a productivity uh, framework or or tool set or app or something. I'm going to start with uh, one actually Jason recommended, Todoist. Um, I'm going to download that. I'm gonna start organizing my day that way, um, so I can get more stuff done. Um, I say um a lot, but when it comes to or like that kind of organization, I'm I'm woefully lacking. So any way of structuring or helping me structure my day and organize my time more effectively will allow me to get more stuff done. And I'm, I'm really I'm really liking uh, really liking the work that we did last w- last year with the Garbage Cats conversations. Um, there was about 50... Fifty-one episodes last year that I put out, almost about a week, give or take some. Some they're not all Garbage Cast conversations, but fifty-one episodes, not bad. So I'm gonna periodically check in with my adoption of the To Doist uh, in the Garbage Cast conversations. Um, Just to give you uh, an idea of how I'm I'm sticking with it. Um, Hopefully this is as magical as that video I saw on the website, which I should probably bring up now.
3: For us, it's always been about the steps that move you to your destination. From early morning wake-ups to mid-morning coffee cups, from sorting through email to checking every last detail. Even the longest journey is made up of single steps. And at Todoist, we believe in every one. We believe in what you're doing, and not just what you're doing. We believe in how you do it and why you do it. Taking steps to make sure you don't miss someone else's. Freeing yourself to see the world. Planning adventures and daily quests but leaving space for all the rest. A guide to help you while you roam, and a gentle reminder you need to call home. Every step is a tiny triumph worth celebrating, like a day spent with best friends, just being there for a moment shared. Whatever you want to achieve, you can do it. Todoist comes on several platforms and many languages. It's built and run by a growing team of people in 20 countries from all four corners of the globe, working towards one goal. To help people achieve their potential. It's a long journey, but we know we'll get there. Because for us, it's always been about the steps.
2: All right. I think that kind of procedural or like incremental... Kind of framework or mindset um, when approaching tasks would be very beneficial to me, um, especially when it comes to putting out more episodes of the podcast. And I, I realize that I'm reticent to adopt any kind of like real um, self-help or, or real meaningful change when it comes to like personal development. Because I don't see the long term effects sometimes or the long term benefits I um, like charts and numbers and graphs and and poring over percentages and and Excel spreadsheets because they're you can see the the numerical and the gradual progression, and that helps me um, motivate myself and continue to do those kinds of things so. Hopefully, I got the app running. Um, I might consider the, the premium. Hopefully, I achieve some sort of just greater sense of organization. And I want to just get more stuff done in the day. So if I can achieve that, then I can focus more on getting more monumental change done anyways that's what i'm going to do with productivity um i look forward to doing more garbage casts in the future that really push me to grow and learn um as i said just because it's never been discussed doesn't mean that it's not on the table. So I'm gonna put some stuff into Todoist, and hopefully, um, just see an overall increase in productivity. This has been the MMD, here with productivity, another garbage cast is in the can, dump it. <laughs>
0: it now that I woulda, coulda Do you really wanna know the truth? Truth wasn't really a strong stone, but I Somebody were to tell me now